The Power of Gratitude. You're listening to Psychology in 10 Minutes. I'm David B. Feldman. Last holiday season, I was fortunate to receive a lot of cards. In addition to the normal Hallmark greetings, I also received an unusual number of holiday update letters. You know the ones. Long-form letters conveying the highlights of the writer's year, often accompanied by photos. I don't know why I got so many. Maybe people were bored being cooped up at home, given that we were still at the height of the COVID pandemic here in the United States. In any case, these letters were not all holiday cheer. They often conveyed a list of pandemic-related regrets, job losses, financial difficulties, canceled trips, and COVID scares, among many others. And who could blame them? There's no denying that people were suffering mightily in what will probably go down in history to be the worst year in most people's memories. Nonetheless, one of these letters stood out. It was from a married couple I've known for almost two decades. Although most of the letter conveyed lost opportunities and painful experiences, the last sentence abruptly shifted in tone. Despite the hardships, it read, we are thankful for each other. We are thankful for long evenings of binge-watching TV. We are thankful for continued health. And most of all, we are thankful for our friends. I was curious about this sudden shift so late in the letter, and so I called my friends to inquire. They both chuckled at my question. They had actually added that sentence at the last minute, they confessed, as if I had caught them in some kind of nefarious act. We finished the original letter, they told me. We read it and felt depressed. We looked at each other and said, isn't there anything good in our lives? Isn't there anything we're thankful for? That's when we realized, despite the huge troubles of the previous year, we did have things in our lives that we were grateful for, that we had kind of forgotten about. My friend's experience exemplifies a powerful human tendency, one that may be built into our genome, our inclination towards focusing on the negative and overlooking the positive, particularly during times of stress. Writing in the journal Review of General Psychology, psychologist Roy Baumeister and colleagues documented this phenomenon in numerous areas of life, including our financial decisions, friendships, and even our most intimate relationships. When making financial choices, for instance, studies show that people weigh the potential for losses more heavily than the potential for gains. Similarly, when forming first impressions of people, negative observations ultimately contribute more to our conclusions than positive ones. John Gottman, the celebrated couples therapist and researcher, also noted that negative interactions are more strongly related to satisfaction level in married couples than positive interactions. He even proposed that couples should maintain a ratio of at least five positive interactions for every one negative interaction for the relationships to last. In short, we simply tend to notice the negative more than the positive, and it often holds more sway over our emotions. Nobody's suggesting that we should ignore the negative, of course. It's important to notice the pain in our world and in our own lives so we can take steps to fix it. But focusing exclusively on the pain can paradoxically leave us depleted and less able to act. So 
our tendency to focus on the negative can often backfire. But is there any antidote to this tendency to focus exclusively on the pain, often overlooking the positives? The research says yes, and it's exactly the strategy my friends identified. Gratitude. Gratitude does a few special things. First, by calling our attention to the positives, gratitude actually helps rewire our brain to notice them. One study found activation of distinct areas of the brain when participants were expressing gratitude. Another found that there were certain structural differences in the medial prefrontal cortex between people who naturally tended to feel grateful and those who didn't. Perhaps that's why people who keep a gratitude journal regularly jotting down what they're thankful for are happier and more optimistic than those who don't. In addition, research suggests that grateful people remember the past more positively than less grateful ones. In one study, appearing in the journal Personality and Individual Differences, they were more likely to endorse statements like, quote, there is much more good than bad to recall in my past, and less likely to endorse statements like, quote, I often think about what I should have done differently in my life, unquote. Second, gratitude may make us kinder. Cicero, the ancient Roman scholar and politician, once said, quote, gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others, unquote. In other words, when we feel and express gratitude, this can nurture other values within us, increasing our tendency to be compassionate, generous, patient, or forgiving. That's because gratitude draws our perspective away from our normal negative self-focus, allowing us to appreciate the good in the world, and especially in other people. Recognizing kindness in others, in turn, may inspire us to engage in kind behaviors ourselves. And this leads to the third special thing about gratitude. It connects people. For many people, gratitude frequently begins with keeping a gratitude journal, a practice that, as already mentioned, has been shown in numerous studies to increase personal well-being. But it often doesn't stop there. Inspired by what they've written, journaling can increase the tendency for people to reach out and express that gratitude directly. This creates interpersonal connections and networks of social support. According to a series of studies appearing in the journal Social Indicators Research, for instance, gratitude is associated with receiving and offering support. The researchers found that people who received aid from others often felt more grateful, but also they found that those asked to write about what they were most grateful for actually ended up providing greater emotional support to others. And particularly now, given what the world has been through, social support may be more important than ever. As I'm recording this, in June 2021, some parts of the globe are seeing precipitous drops in COVID cases, whereas others are continuing to see the disease rage. And as more and more people become vaccinated, I'm sure we all hope that the disaster of COVID will soon be behind us. Nonetheless, we should also remember to remind ourselves of the blessings that are present in our lives, even if they seem small compared to the losses and setbacks we've suffered. Such gratitude won't magically undo the suffering we've experienced or the pain of those around us, but it may remind us that there are meaningful things to live for 
as we move toward a new and hopefully better future. And that was Psychology in 10 Minutes. If you're enjoying listening to the show, consider subscribing. That way you'll get updates whenever we post a new episode. And I also wonder if you would take two minutes to do us a little favor. Tell a friend about the show, write somebody an email and tell them to listen, or even log in to iTunes Podcasts and write us a quick review. That will really help other interested listeners find the program. Thanks so much.